Hello, welcome to ListCast, where the best things in the world come to be judged. On this episode, the best musicals of all time, with Samir Shoi, Joe Kay, and Danger Van Gorda. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome to ListCast. Hi, Hi, everyone. This is going to be so much fun. We're doing one of those episodes that I don't have to do anything. So you're <laughs> so you're so excited. I'm you just, just gonna get to your 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 true self. Yeah, just. we're talking best musicals. So I'm just gonna How sit over here. How you already? I'm already pretty high. I'm gonna sit over here. I'm very jealous. And I just I was drink Coors Light and wield my toxic masculinity around <laughs> while you swing do swing it your, around while you do your best musicals list cast. No, swing it around in our faces. This should be fun. I've been wanting to do this for a long time because I do actually know people who uh, have been requesting this episode. Oh. Namingly me. I feel like I brought this up to you. Like the very <laughs> first time you were Strong. like, do you want to come you. do list cast? And I was like, yeah, can we do one about musicals? You were like, well, I know nothing about musicals. So what else you got? And then I came and we talked about The Simpsons. Yeah, and then you get two yeah. more people who do know musicals and then you get to take a break. Yes. I, I love taking a break. Have you tried Angie's, like, the, the donuts she made? I did. They Aren't were, they good? They were crazy good. Rakota donuts. Ta- yeah. Take another donut break anytime you want. We'll be over here probably singing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is that a copyright problem? What? Can well, there are sing? other problems with my singing, as poor Joe had to deal with in the are car on the way over legal here? problems, specifically oh. legal problems with no. the performance of, okay, good. No, good. It's it's we're we're on we're covered by fair use. I oh, that's so we'll bad. Good. Wow. That's good. We'll be fine. So yeah, if people haven't guessed, we're talking about best musicals mm-hmm. today. We have guests in the room. Obviously, Hi. Joe Kay is here. Hi. Yeah, it's been a while since you've done this. It's been a long time, but you've done a bunch of. Them. I've done a bunch. You're so good at it. I've I I am very good at it. <laughs> I, at this, I am very good. At uh, getting what I want from uh, the internet, I do like really. I, I get really the one time I, I lost once, like pretty brutally, when I lost I, something we were talking about. I think it was TV episodes, and I lost uh, throwing a RuPaul one out there, and I was so vocal and upset about it mm. that when I came back and talked about reality TV, RuPaul's Drag Race was like the number one pick in the poll. I was like, yeah, that's what you get. You come on here, you lose once, you yell at everybody, be like, I will never come back here again. Yeah, that's I how it works. Stomp your feet in the ground. You know, I'm an only child. <laughs> this sort of it's, diva behavior uh, is what the musical theater runs on. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd say it runs on a spirit of camaraderie. Everyone it has rides. their thing. It's it's a tightly Everyone orchestrated. Everyone has their thing to do, yeah. and then Elaine Stritch walks in and throws somebody out of the theater in the <laughs> oh, middle of a performance for you know, drunkenly heckling her. I was just going to say. It was so say, good. So she was oh, doing the show That's called, Samir Suri, by the way. Hi, darling. Nice to see you all again. So she was doing the show Call Me Madam, an Irving Berlin show. He wrote Annie Get Your Gun. And this guy was drunkenly heckling her. And the the end of the chorus and, and the last line of the show is, you can have mine. <laughs> so this this guy keeps, you know, hitting on her drunkenly, loudly. During and the performance. During, during the performance of this song, Can You Use Any Money Today? And so Elaine Stritch told the story in her one-woman show. So Ethel goes, you can have. And then she gets off the stage, get, grabs this guy, walks him all the way out of the theater, <laughs> throws him out of the theater, walks back in on stage, mine. And then the song ends. Oh, uh, that's awesome. 
That's pretty great. Way to go, I was going to say either that or every once in a while, Patty Lapone will yell at somebody for being on a phone. Oh, yeah. There was a viral video of Patty Lapone in one of my five choices. My number three, by the way. Which Spoiler alert. We're not going to say the title of it. Okay, yeah. Well, let's get going. Let's get going. Yeah, we should. Because that's the thing. Also, Samir has to be out of here by like 745 7.45. I have a work obligation. My street corner is going to be empty. Big Daddy doesn't like it when we're late. And I have to <laughs> as I, I told everyone before, there's just something about Samir, Joe, and Danger talking musicals that has two and a half hour podcast written all over. <laughs> yeah. We could do, um, we could and should do a part two. I'm I well, am, well, no, but that's not how a part two would work. You'd have to do different picks. Different stuff. Come on. Okay. I promise today to be the most musical? to be the most concise I've been because I know I can tend to go on for like. <laughs> how 20 concise minutes. do you think you're going to be? In what ways do you think that's, you're going to? That's Danger Van Gorder, by the way. Hi, everybody. Hi, I don't know you. Yeah, I don't. Know but we're you. getting we're to know meeting. each other. Yeah. It's nice wonderful. Yeah, we, we're we're joined in the love of song and dance. I saw <laughs> I saw Danger cover a Hamilton song at a show once. Mm-hmm. Full band arrangement. That's right. Oh. It's good stuff. And I might do that today. I might do it I on mean, this microphone. The whole thing? No, you won't. But uh, you know, <laughs> some you know. of it. That's fine. I mean, yeah. if you want a two and a half hour podcast, I mean, that's the <laughs> easiest way to get to mm-hmm. it. Part two, we could just do our favorite Broadway song. <sighs> There's we, a lot. We could also talk about that after this first one. I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah, just about to say, like, why don't it. we get, why don't we jump, why don't we dive into it? Yeah. Well, I have go. to go through the rules for anyone oh, who's, yes. never, who's right. never listened yes. to Listcast before. Everyone brought five picks for best musical of all time. They're going to go around the room and go through their picks one at a time, talk about why they picked it, why they think it belongs on a list of the five best musicals of all time. But that'll give us a list of 15 after they go through all theirs. Mm-hmm. So that's then, far too many. That's so many. That's so many picks for best musical. What are we going to do about it? Well, then you're each going to have to just go around the room and kick two off the list, Joe K. <gasps> oh, my God. Mm. I'm sorry, but that's how it works. It's pretty brutal. Wow. And that will take us down to a list of nine. Normally, we have the audience do the save, but... I'm going to do the save this We're gonna time. We're going to have to convince you. Because you. You, you know this medium super well. Well, it's that's the thing. It's not like I've never seen a fucking we musical. We have to convince <laughs> him. Mm-hmm. Wise Toad you Adam do. sits in judgment. You do. Wise Then We have to lure the neophyte into the genre. <laughs> we have to. I saw Avenue Q. Oh, oh cool. I love I'm Avenue so Q. Happy Avenue Q that. was I'm my sex talk. So happy. I saw it when I was 11. That's so funny. <laughs> it was it was really good. It was. <laughs> I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. How about I with that? Avenue Q. How about with that? Why don't we get you? We we, we have the rules out there. Like we I got the like rules we, out there. We, we should dive right into yes. this. Who's who wants to go? I feel like I feel like you should go first. I want to go first because, because well, you brought yeah. it up. Yeah, my first my first pick, maybe not my number one. It was my favorite musical for a very, very, very long time, uh, and it still holds a ten in my place place in my heart. Avenue Q. It is a oh. it is a Tony <laughs> winning. Yeah. It was the scrappy underdog the year that it was out. It was against Wicked of all things. This musical mostly comprised of puppets and also being so perfectly about the human, the young person's experience in America. Like it's just so perfect. Like the the only for now song always mm. gets me. You know, everything in life is only for now. You mean the one dated song in the show? Well, they just <laughs> they just turned fo- uh, George Bush to Fox News, okay. and I'm sure right now they're doing 45. Or, you know, who knows? Is only for now. 
Because, yeah, like everyone walks around a little empty inside. Everyone's just a little unsatisfied. Oh. One of the characters is Gary Coleman, by the way. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Played R. by a woman. I. Yeah. Played by a woman. Yeah. And like, oh, my gosh, you're Gary Coleman. And it's and it's the whole musical. Like, that's that's part of it. He he's Gary Coleman is their super in yeah. their building. It's Killing hilarious. Puppets, very it's, fun. It's such it's such a funny show. It's such a wise. It show. is really funny. Yeah. If you are going to like, if you never for a moment consider yourself interested in musicals, and you're like, what's a good place to start? Start with Avenue Q. 100%. Yeah. That is a good way, and especially in as much as uh, Robert Lopez did Love the him. music. Yeah. When uh, went on to work on Book of Mormon as well, and when then Frozen, and Frozen, and he, Frozen. Yeah. That's right. He is an institution now, and Avenue Q is what set the tone. It, it was. I mean, was it there? Was it his first musical? The first thing that they they put out into the world. I don't, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, about I'm not. That. I'm not. I'm not a Robert Lopez. Completist. I know it was their first, <laughs> probably their first big hit because I had never heard of them until that. Right. So. And it's it is it is a perfect piece of theater. I was nine when it opened on Broadway, so no, well, I hadn't heard of them before that. Why don't you swing? Why don't you swing that fucking young privilege around a little bit? Exactly. More. <laughs> oh, Jesus I will. Christ. I am twenty three years old. I am about not to be young anymore in fag years. <laughs> I am older now you're, than my mother was at her wedding. I just hate that you're twenty three and you have your shit together so much more than me. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that so, is nice color thing. That going is on. gross. Nice. Like, because I, I don't have my shit together. Yeah, me at twenty three. I have a sex life that when when one of these guys murders me, everybody will say I was asking for it. That's the kind of sex life I have. My legacy will be the stink of bleach in a motel room with a cop going, oh my God. <laughs> hey, Samir, what's your first pick? <laughs> my first pick, fittingly for talking about being murdered, is is the, the musical that I have opened the most straight men's eyes with. It is my favorite musical, even a, like... It isn't even in the same category as the others in my top five. Sweeney Todd. Yes! The demon Barbara of Fleet Street. Here's the plot of this show, Adam. Barbara in 19th century London starts as a revenge thing, starts murdering people in the chair with the knife. He, his barber shop is on top of a woman who runs a pie shop. And she uses the bodies. She there's a you know meat is expensive, so she oh, puts the bodies into the meat in the pies, pies and is a big hit. And they have this big successful enterprise going. But it's this whole thing. He is he is doing it to get revenge on. There was he used to be married. There was a judge who was you know had the hots for his wife, so had him transported to Australia when it was a penal colony and raped the wife, who then poisoned herself, adopted their daughter, and now wants to fuck her and marry her. Yeah, it's their it's levels. a convoluted and here. Here's one of the one of the reasons I love it is that Mrs. Lovett, the woman who runs the pie shop, is the Lady Macbeth of the musical theater. She's oh, the greatest so character yeah, she's written great. in the history of the musical theater. She is wow. horrible. She is complicated. You you see why she does what she does. Sometimes you sympathize and with so her. So charming. Sometimes you're disgusted by her. I she is. And okay, here's also why. Go on. It's original. It opened on Broadway, 1979. Stephen Sondheim, who will make. Appearances, I think, on all of our lists. Yeah, um, nope, not on my. Really? No. Oh, that's right. No, you didn't. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Mm. Um, I'm more into the. I, I I'm coming in much more with the mo like modern musicals. The new stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, which is why I'm representing the old stuff. Yeah. This is Joe. Is Joe and I are you know. I'm I'm the burnt side of Harvey Dent's coin. <laughs> I. Am, <laughs> I, I <laughs> Go so. on. Oh, sweet Christ. Uh, 
just for a reference that would be more amenable to this, to this podcast listenership, since we're losing them with a musical theater. So, so the thing about Sweeney Todd, why I love it, is because it has everything. Its subtitle when it first opened was a musical thriller. It's the only musical that is genuinely scary. Yeah. And it really, really is. And a lot of them since have tried. Phantom tried. There was a musical of Jekyll and Hyde that at one point had David Hasselhoff in the lead. They were, it, that ain't it doesn't scary. work. No. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a musical it's that It's scary ever... for the new fiance, but not... <laughs> uh, or I think... I don't know if they're married now. or I don't, But it's scary. It's funny. It has a screechingly funny... The first act finale is called A Little Priest, which is when uh, Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Love at the pie shop owner are joking about all the different kinds of people they can put in pies and serving them to people. Oh, and it yeah. has my favorite lyric uh. in the history of the musical theater, which is, and we have some shepherd's pie peppered with actual shepherd on top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what else? There is... It's funny. It's romantic, but in a in oh, in in, in a way that has and it's sexy, but mm. in a way that you also want both of the people these people to be murdered. Yeah. Um, they they both deserve they to both die. deserve it. Yeah, nice. uh, which Everyone is another line by the other characters. Show deserves to die. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 Not mean. Anymore. It's 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 mm. uh, it it. it <laughs> somebody wrote fuck Sondheim. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. <laughs> Disagree. I'm no, I actually I understand a lot of people's problems with Stephen Sondheim. I love him. We all love the music we listen to as teenagers. Um, it's true. Yeah, I, I feel like that. Thing. I feel like that could set that could come off as a dig because that's exactly how I feel about Sondheim. I'm like, yeah, I was 16 once too. <laughs> like, I, I, I still well, like I him. Like, like, I saw for the first time when I was like 26 or 27. This is pretty recent for me. Mm. There's three. I at, saw it in a pie shop. I did saw you read? Oh, you got to see that. Pie that? Oh, the pies are really good. Oh, I'm so jealous. Awesome. The, it was you saw the awesome. New York production? Yes. I, I it was really, really so good. I'm pissed right now. I saw <laughs> I it in London. I love what's happening in the room right yeah, now. Adam, there was this... I saw it in London with uh, with Imelda Staunton as Mrs. Lovett. Imelda Staunton was since become, you know, you the toast know, of the West End. You, you Dolores Umbridge her. in the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. She is. So that's that situation. All right, Joe. What's your pick? Wow. Okay. Oh, I get to talk now? <laughs> uh, let's see. I guess I'll start off with the last five years. Let's do that one. Strong. The last five years. Now, this is a, it's a show uh, written by uh, composer Jason Robert Brown. And it is, it's no a very, relation. it's a, yeah, no mm -hmm. relation. <laughs> it is a very simple show. The story is very small. It basically chronicles uh, a relationship that was of five years told through the eyes of both parties in the relationship, uh, one, it's told through two different perspectives and one perspective we start from the beginning of the relationship and the other perspective we start from the end of the relationship and we go back and forth uh, watching the stories go forward slash go backward until they meet in the middle at their wedding and then they continue to part ways where the show ends with the beginning of the relationship and the end of the relationship. Interesting. It's a it's an exceptionally complicated show musically. Like Jason Robert Brown is a composer where if you're out there and you're young and you want to get into musical theater and you're thinking like, "Ugh, this would be the best audition song." Uh. Don't do it. Every um, accompanist um. hates anybody that brings <laughs> in Jason Robert Brown because it is musically so complicated. So like your hands are all over the piano at all times. Um, I mean, the reason I really love this show so much is because it's so small and I could see right here. Somebody mentioned Anna Kendrick because there was a movie with Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. 
no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I like her. I really liked her in the Into the Woods movie, but it's always going to be Shari Renee Scott and Le- Norbert Leobots. Like, that's how it's always oh, going to be for Is there a real person so named Norbert? Norbert. Norbert. Oh, that's so much so worse. Uh, Okay, really? So I, yeah. I would I would only say somebody also commented about not minding the movie version of Sweetie. I agree you, with I you. I love that oh, movie. No, I thought it no, was, I thought so it was the best movie you've ever made in that show. Helena Bonham Carter is so bad. That's she's so bad. Objectively oh. untrue. So bad. That's, that's objectively untrue. She has been untrue. so bad in everything except for the that's King's speech. That's also past, objectively like, untrue. Ah, wow. Because you know why you're yes. wrong? Why am I wrong? Because Harry Potter exists and you're out. Is she one of the strangers? <laughs> she's the, don't yeah. don't she's do that. Oh, range. don't do that. She, Sorry, I haven't seen any of the ones since the the what's the um the Goblet of not the Goblet of yeah the Goblet of Fire right? Okay, well the fourth movie. Enough. Zach Yates, I'm with you. Just movie. just all caps danger. <laughs> like, are, you, like, are you admonishing me? I can't tell. I feel Sorry, like Zach. I feel like when you just yell that in all caps. But anyway. Closing on the last five years, I love it because it's so similar. The cast is only two people. It's only the two people in the relationship. Nice. It's just back and forth. The songs just, it's, it's fucking heartbreaking. And there's, a, and there's only and one duet. The one duet is their wedding Oh, yeah, day. at their wedding. It's where the stories meet in the middle and at their wedding. everything else is, is solo. Um, and it starts where, it, from her perspective, starts with the end. And with him, it starts with the beginning, which I think says a lot about like the way that we want to see stories told by men and women in the way that we would tell a story. Mm. Like hmm. uh, the differences of we would tell a story. I feel like, you know, men would start in that happy place where after a relationship, a woman would be like, all right, so here's what, here's what fucking happened. This motherfucker cheated on me. Oh shit. Spoiler mm. alert for that. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, anyway. So yeah, last five years, they do break up story. It is a breakup story, but yeah, last five years, throwing that out there. Good pick. Quick thing I would throw in just to yeah. say uh, there was there was a similar musical like that. There there have been other musicals that play around with with <laughs> with time and moving out of sequence in time. And one of them was Sondheim musical since we brought him up. Merrily oh. we roll along. It was oh, his worst so musical. True. Best it worst was, thing that ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Jason Alexander was in in the yeah starring Jason Alexander yeah. or as I call him uh, Mini Adam. And the, I don't <laughs> see it. Waka. What? Who? Jason He's Alexander. Jason Alexander. Oh wow! My, uh, little uh, version of you. My, no, I'm I'm way the, fucking My wife's friend was in the recent Alexander. production of that, and we no got idea. To, we got to meet Jason Alexander really quick. Look, That's I'm right there living. He, that I mean, life. he came up in the musical. After that, he did another flop, which was called The Rink, which was Candor and Ebb with who wrote oh, Cabaret in Chicago, yeah. uh, and it was uh, it starred Liza Minnelli and Cheetah Rivera. Liza Minnelli really when the drugs were getting bad. Yeah, <laughs> and so that was I think part of yes. the problem. All right. Danger, we should do your. We're we're 20 minutes in and we've we gotten go. through oh, oh, one we pick. This, yeah, Danger. Uh-huh. What's go. your next pick? Hamilton. It is. It is Never an institution. Heard of it. It's <laughs> an icon. It's the most like. It's the most deservedly overhyped thing in uh, out there. It's so hyped, but it's so on the money. Like, That's fair. It, like it's deservedly and the whole. The, I mean, my favorite part about Hamilton is that you don't need to see the show. I mean, it's it's awesome if you get the chance. You if you get the chance, absolutely yes, do go see it. Uh, but the whole of the musical is on the soundtrack. Yeah, there's very few musicals that exist like that. Where yeah, you get there's the no whole there's thing no book the scenes. Recording. It's just. It's uh, it's just this one thing. There's it's like sung through. That's a trend that started that really started in the '80s because you had through composed musicals like Cats and Phantom mm. and Les Mis that mm. the whole thing is all songs all the way through. And you so but you then Lin Manuel Miranda was like, yeah. "I'll do that, but good." 
Unlike all those other examples that we just heard. Except for, you know, Les Miserables are wonderfully beautiful. Well, I mean, Les Miserables, okay. Dream. What, what I will say is. It's one of my, that was a kill your darling for yeah, me. Sorry. Like, Les Mis, the cast recording, it bugs the shit out of me. I find it so annoying, but I will say it's very exciting when you see it. I love seeing productions of yeah. it. Yeah. But Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton is, it is vibrant. It is modern. It is ancient. It tells the story of America. It's like if your dad's going to go see a musical, then he should see Hamilton. It's, Zach it's, Gates, shut up. What? <laughs> yeah. Ham- I don't like you, whoever you are. Yep. I'm throwing that one out there. Well, yeah. Sebastian LaRocchi asked somebody to rein me in. <laughs> Do your worst. No. Do your best. You will never succeed. Yeah. And like, I, I love, I could do that entire, I could perform that entire musical for you right now. We don't have it's the time, <laughs> but I've listened to it so much. It is my absolute favorite thing that's happened in the past 20 years of creativity. It is genius. Genius. Jesus. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Really like using 20 years is your. That's like, my. That's my. Me- yeah. Like, well, nothing I mean, better in the last 20. In 1997. Are you, let me ask you. Are you 20? Uh, like is uh, that? Ma'am, I've. I'm, I, I wish I was. <laughs> Did you just call him ma'am? <laughs> I, said, I get called ma'am on the phone all the time. <laughs> like, by that, like telemarketers, whatever. I call to make a reservation in a restaurant. What can I do for you, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Samir, what's your next pick? Okay, my next pick, my number two, is My Fair Lady. I picked My Fair Lady because, okay, other than Sweeney Todd, which I think has everything, My Fair Lady has... Has nothing. Has... Fair enough. Um, uh, but it has, uh, My Fair Lady was the the real big break into stardom, by the way, the original production for a young 1956 Julie Andrews. It was written by Lerner and Lowe, who wrote Gypsy, based on a George Bernard Shaw play. My Fair Lady is the most I've ever laughed in a musical, and that's why it's there. And wh- a quick thing I'll say about it is it's the... Uh, it really is a testament to the power of live because it was the most I laughed in a musical. I had such a good time. I was also almost peeing myself. I don't think the movie works. The movie is always held up as this, and the movie is almost exactly the same. Alan J. Lerner, I believe, wrote the screenplay for the movie after having written the the Broadway show, um, which is, you know, uh, he, he often wrote about much older men and much younger women, which, uh, you know, mirrored his life and um he, he was married many many times we're talking elizabeth taylor levels and jaja gabor levels uh, a collector yeah he he eventually ended up writing a musical about lolita uh and <laughs> lolita my love it was called can you imagine uh, and um mm. so but this 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 is before that uh, <laughs> this is this is back when he still had a handle on it um this is as Mark Stein pointed out, Lolita, my love, was one too many choruses of Thank Heaven for Little Girls, which is a song he wrote in Gigi. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Alan J. Lerner had problems. But but I don't think the movie works because it's the, the show is so funny and almost all the jokes are still there in the movie. And I think Audrey Hepburn did a fine job, but it just it loses its energy when you're not in the room with them. And My Fair Lady is a great example of the power of live theater. Nice. That's a good pick. Joe, what do you got next? So my uh, next pick to counterbalance your Hamilton, I see your Hamilton and I raise you in In the Heights. In the Heights was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was his uh, first big musical uh, that was he first wrote when he was in his sophomore year at Wesley. And uh, and then it turned. He was 27 when that musical (sighs) got was huge. Like 2007. (laughs) I know. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, I I would pick. I I was gonna say Hamilton, but then I had to go with In the Heights because 
in the Heights. That's what truly changed. That's when this change in what we can expect a musical to be. That's when it started because that was the true first mainstream hip hop. Two thousand seven. Okay. Uh, first mainstream hip hop musical. Also another one that's very musically heavy from the beginning to the end. Now the show, the story itself. It's basically another very basic. St- I love very small stories because this is just like uh, a weekend in the life of a whole bunch of people living in Washington Heights and their struggles in their daily lives. And the crux of the story is how they all deal with the news when the matriarch of this group of, uh, group of people wins the lottery unexpectedly and the, and the way that it affects everybody's lives there. Um, It's beautiful. It's exciting. It's vibrant. It is a, it it was the first musical I had ever seen where I didn't, and I mean this in a good way, I didn't relate to any of the characters because my story was not being told in any capacity where it was just all people of, the, the whole cast is people of color and I do not, I that's not my story. And I was so sure. excited to see a show that I'm like, oh, I can just enjoy this for what it is. And there's, there's never going to be a part of my brain. That's like, well, I could play this role or I could do that. <laughs> because I, and that's kind of, that's I also totally why I love too. Hamilton so much yeah. is because there's no role for me except for King George. And I refuse to play a foppish Brit. I won't do it. I won't <laughs> of course do it. Not. Of you course know, not. the only role I could play in Hamilton is the one role that's earmarked for the white guy. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but no, I agree with you. Relatability is totally overrated. Fran Lebowitz said she was talking about books, but she said a book shouldn't be a mirror. It should be a door. Yes. Um, but uh, the what I would say about this In the Heights Hamilton thing, and we were talking about this in the car on the way over very here. Very briefly, and yeah. I was like, we should save this. Yeah. So, And I, I will only say this <laughs> no, very briefly, because so it, no, to me, no. In the Heights is briefly for me. Ah. Um <laughs> In the Heights is to Hamilton what Showboat was to Oklahoma. And then what I counteracted with, it's what hair was to rent. Hair was to rent. So brief, uh. brief history thing. So uh, before 1943, by and large, musicals tended to be reviews, songs and sketches. And they were sort of like slightly strung together uh, sometimes. You know, there was there was a basic plot like in a no-no nanette or in Anything Goes. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't really a cohesive play where the songs were meant to be scenes that moved the story along. Now, the musical that really... It always gets the credit for changing all of that, and partly justly, is Oklahoma, 1943, which, by the way, incidentally, which is why the state of Oklahoma I will always love. It's the only state with an official state song that's a show tune. Um, <laughs> so, that's funny. Um, how, how are they on everything else, you know, socially? <laughs> Nothing else matters. <laughs> What's their track record? <laughs> As a great line from Follies, facts bore me. What matters is the song. Um, the... <laughs> Like I'm living a song just sitting here next to you. It's wonderful. <laughs> I don't actually think that, but it's an applicable line here. But um, the uh, there was a great okay. What oh, so so Oklahoma <laughs> was is considered the revolutionary <laughs> musical in the sense that it was it was really a cohesive play and musicals were thought to be a play and the song is a scene that is part of the play and it is legitimate theater. And that's what it became. Now, this was done before, notably in 1927. So Oklahoma was... (laughs) you're the one out of the three of us with the heart out, right? What was was it about briefly? Quickly. Uh, (laughs) Oklahoma was in 1943. So 1927, Showboat did this. 
Oscar Hammerstein also wrote it with another composer, jo- Jerome Kern. But the reason Showboat gets, uh, Oklahoma gets the credit is because Showboat wasn't that successful. Oklahoma was such a big hit that everybody else copied it. And that's in the Heights to Hamilton. So in you could have just said it's like uh, the friendster <laughs> to its Facebook. Really? And I would have been like, oh, yeah. Hey, I was going to say, like, yeah, you're, yeah. Real, you're really loving, you're <laughs> bogarting my real, like, you're the one with the heart out. And I'm like, shit, I, this is, I'm trying I mean, if to. If you guys need to leave, I can supervise the, oh, no, uh, I'm, the oversight. <laughs> Excuse me, I am mm. I am fine. I am here. He's got to go to. Uh, I've I have he to go to my corner. corner apparently, <laughs> yeah. danger. Um, What's your pick? Is, should I go? My heels are yeah, forever to get yeah, yeah, Why yeah, not? Joe? Yeah, in the heights, it's out there. <laughs> okay. Why not? Every everything I say is just going to get interrupted by Samir anyway. I'm so I'm, I may I as well. I'll stop. I'll stop. Just, I'll stop. <laughs> that's can, in, that's intensity. See, Adam can see it in my eyes. I am. That's intensity. Am, eagle. He flies I, through the room I, when I, things get tense. I I am frustrated right now. I'll stop. And I love Samir. I'll stop. Keep talking. Talk forever. Danger. What's your pick? God damn my it. Ne- my next pick is the Book of Mormon. Fun. Because the Book of Mormon is the funniest live performance. Uh, on right, like I of I, the I, of the last, last twenty years. years. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I okay, got, got it. Uh, no, like I, like Avenue Q is hilarious. Book of Mormon is hilarious. It's so funny, and it's something that can be added so much by seeing the live performance. Say hilarious one more time. Hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god, I, I love it. So, it's so funny. It's so funny. Go see Book of Mormon, you guys. It's it's great. It's great. I, I, I do like that. It is. I've it, never seen it, but is, it is one of the few musicals when it came out. I was like, yeah, I'd go see that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's so strange, too, because it does not go the direction you think it's going to go at all. Yeah, it's real Like, fine. by the second song, it's like, oh, all your expectations, are. you can chuck them now. This is not, no, this no, show is no. not going to be about what you think it's about. Uh, and it made the casting super diverse. It made, like, uh, and the, the, the punchline at the end is wonderful. Which I don't want to get into because I mean it's people should go see it. Yeah, uh, honestly, don't. I I was gonna. I a part of me was just about to be like give a little brief no, synopsis no, no, of yeah. it, but I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Don't because I didn't know literally anything about it. Yeah, I don't know a ton. When of I will outside of that Trey Parker, Matt Stone, yeah. and then the Avenue Q, Robert Lopez, right. like that they all worked. That's all I knew, and I was. Rem- I love that show. It's, it's remarkable. really fun. It's so I much do. fun. Yeah. So I would say Hasadig Ibawai from Book of Mormon best, is one of my one top of numbers. Yeah, one of my top uh, five funniest show tunes ever written. One of my favorite comic songs uh, in the musical theater. One of the others, you gotta get a gimmick, is from my third choice, Gypsy, which is widely considered to be the the ultimate Broadway musical. That show is the road to if you were one of the great Broadway divas, you either were in Gypsy or you sang one of its songs in your club act if you couldn't get into a Broadway production of it. It is the story of oh you'd like this is about a stripper uh, and uh, I do like strippers yeah this is how you get straight men it's about the rise of a stripper All it's right. about uh, the uh, but it's really about her stage I just see a comment that I want to just give a shout out to <laughs> I just do Colin Harrington I just you said but can I hear a little something about Alter Boys I fucking love Alter Boys that's a great goddamn show <laughs> that is about that is just it is a Christian boy band doing a performance for you that's the whole show it's oh, an nice. hour it's an hour and a half one act like live concert and um. it's yeah Christian boy band like very Backstreet Boys and yeah just 
It's oh, so oh, good. Oh, so many Tara okay, cooks what? I think in reference to Hasidika Iba why I'm not yes. sure, wrote my mother-in-law walked out during that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take your parents That's to see Book of Mormon. Don't prepare them. Take your family. Take your grandmother to see Book of Mormon. <laughs> you can talk him into it. Oh, it's so uh, it's great. They'll and then just you. watch them. And then just be... watch them watch the show. But what Gypsy is really about, yes. the star Gypsy. role, is her mother, Rose, her driving stage mother, who destroys all the relationships in her life in order to make first her younger child and then the older child, the gawky one that she turns into a stripper, a star. Gypsy mm. Rosalie was a real woman in the 30s, one of the biggest stars in America. She, all she did, her gimmick was, which is why the song You Gotta Get a Gimmick is three old strippers telling her how it's done. Her gimmick was all she took off was one glove. And what she basically did, she was basically a stand-up. She would walk around the stage and be sexy and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's a quote attributed to her that also sums up my sex life. Men aren't attracted by my mind. They're attracted by what I don't mind. Uh. Um, uh, <laughs> Wonderful. Um, you see what... A, what a monster this woman is, the mm -hmm. mother. The, her forces her frightened 16-year-old daughter to become a stripper because they just end up in a venue that they didn't realize was a strip club. They realize it is, and they're like, well, you're going and stripping now. Uh. And then there's this transition where the daughter becomes a stripper, the daughter becomes a big star, and the daughter outgrows her mother. Ooh. And it has what is the ultimate 11 o'clock number. The 11 o'clock number is the climactic number in a the musical. ultimate. So called mm -hmm. because when musicals used to start later on Broadway, that's the time of night that it, they would happen. Thank you. Um, I actually did not know that, and that is, I'm very happy that I know that now. <laughs> I'm genuinely, I'm like, oh, um, cool. So they, uh, so it has the great 11 o'clock number, which is called Rose's Turn, which is the mother after her daughter has outgrown her. They have a big fight, has a nervous breakdown, and and has, uh, and about what if I were a star, and, you know, what my life would be like. And it's, it's, that's another, that's a really Shakespearean moment of the musical theater, is seeing this woman's whole life break. And at the end, she's screaming. Th that's where the phrase, everything's coming up roses, comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, that oh. musical. She has a song, everything's coming up roses, where she's telling her older daughter that she's going to make her a star. And then at the end of Rose's turn, she's screaming, everything's coming up roses this time for me. And the, her name is up in lights behind her, and she's deranged, and she's shrieking. It's, it's, hmm. it's, it's a moment of the theater. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, it's been played by everybody. It was started by Ethel Merman. Oh. Uh, the best performance of Rose's Turn that I've seen is Bernadette Peters in 2003, or 2004, I think. The the revival opened in 2003, but she sang it at the Tonys in 2004. You can see it on YouTube. I saw it in London at the Savoy Theater with Imelda Staunton again, whom Stephen Sondheim, oh, who wrote so the good. lyrics, said was the best oh. one ever to do it. The lyrics are by Stephen Sondheim. Oh, you didn't say he, that? Uh, and Patty Lapone set I'm his in. estate on fire. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the book, which is the term for the uh, dialogue the that isn't sung. Yeah. The is by Arthur Lawrence, uh, who was a collaborator of Stephen Sondheim's on also things like West Side Story. And the music was by Julie Stein. And that's another great thing about it is that it's this combination of old and new. So Stephen Sondheim, this opened in 1959. Uh -huh. Sondheim and Lawrence were the new, the young guns who were revolutionizing the musical theater and making it, you know, more complicated and darker and you could be sexier. Julie Stein was of the golden age. He did the music for the Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend he did the music for was this, the big song from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Um, so it had this, it, ha it has this tension where it's, it's, it's the new, you know, sharper musical theater yeah. with what was good about the old musical theater. 
All right, that's a good pick. That's a really that's a really good pick. I really like that show. The a lot. people seem to be into it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Continuing my trend of tiny show, like great shows about tiny stories. <laughs> uh, this one, my official third pick is the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. It's a very long title for a very short show. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, I God damn it, do I love this show so much? So this one is about exactly what it says. It is about a middle school spelling bee, and that's it. It's a musical about a spelling bee. And what I love so much about this is that a the a the music is uh, the I Love You song, which is kind of the which is the eleven o'clock number of that mm. show. One of the most heartbreaking, beautiful songs I've ever heard, which is sung by a character named Olive, uh, who's dealing with uh, the fact that she's probably going to win this thing and neither one of her parents are there to see it. And she's like talking about how her mother, her mother's in an ashram in India, like be like becoming spiritual and like my mother does that (laughs) (laughs) and how her father like takes out this kind of just overall anger by not being there for her. And it's such a, ah, what a heartbreaking song. Um, with the, another really fun part about this is it's a full audience participation show where Ooh. they bring up somewhere around like four or five random audience members uh, to be the missing students from the spelling bee. Oh. So it's like you sit up there because there's an actual spelling bee that surrounds the show. You know, like they're doing it. A lot of the kids' songs are when they're about to which also is fun because it's a show about kids played literally by full grown adults, like full grown adults. <laughs> Not even like that way that Charlie Brown, where it could be like, well, they're young. It's like, no, right. these are these right. are like people in their mid thirties, like that are playing twelve year olds. It's hysterical. Um, it's what now? Hysterical. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the original cast of it loved it. I think it was two thousand. I want to say six, 2007, something around there. And uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson Ooh. from Modern Family was in the OG cast Mr. of this. Mr. Bowtie. Playing a character called Leaf Coney Bear, which, which, and he's like one of 12, and they're all homeschooled, and he's kind of dumb, and he's there because he's like the third runner-up of his homeschooling group uh, to be in the spelling. So, And all, all of these characters are just so... The, this is one where no matter who you are you can relate to somebody that's in this because we were all there. Like these are all the, these are the nerds that are even nerdier than the nerds that you thought you were nerdy. You know, like these yeah. are, these are the dictionary nerds. Like they know everything. Uh, and God, it's that's, <clears throat> you were saying my fair lady is the hardest you ever laughed during a show. Uh, spelling bees for sure. The, some of the hardest I've ever laughed during a show. Cause there's a song called my unfortunate erection uh-huh. uh, <laughs> where one of the, one of the kids ends up getting kicked out cause he misspells a word because he gets an unwanted erection because of a girl in the audience that he's like, she's so gorgeous. And like the word had like the word tit in it. So he's like, uh, T I T and then gets a boner and then he gets kicked out. So he comes back with uh during like the intermission and he comes with like all the concessions and stuff and just throws candy and he's just woeing over the fact that he <laughs> lost he was last year's champion and he lost because he gets a big old fucking boner and it ruins <laughs> his li- and it ruins his life and then 
a little bit later on, he comes back as Jesus in a vision for another <laughs> character. <laughs> it's a, it's another thing, like small cast, the kid, like the people that are playing the kids are also like, they go around playing the parents. Like, you know, the, there's, there's interstitial, like in the, in the middles, like see, there's, it's so fun. It's a delightfully funny and fun musical. And that's one where if you, Honestly, if there's a high school that you like, you like a local. I'm one of my favorite things to do is get stoned and go see local high school productions and musicals. It is <laughs> so fun. Huh. If you see that any like local theaters doing Spelling Bee, it's a super fun show to see. It's fun to listen to, but like I would highly recommend like keeping your eyes out there, ear to the ground for a live production of this show. So fun. Check it out. Spelling Bee. Good pick. Damn. I love it. Not to brag, but I won a middle school spelling bee in fifth nice. grade. So. Not to brag, but I actually yeah, I saw so. that show a bunch of times, and I did get to be one of the spellers once. <laughs> and I was an emo kid with like a fucking like one of those like hot topic skeleton hoodies and skeleton <laughs> pants, yeah. and I was nice. like so cool. The Jack Skellington and skeleton pants? No, 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 they were just like they, they were real looking bones. Like they were yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cool. ridiculous. Danger. What's your uh, next pick? Company, also Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, company is is wonderful in the sense that it's one person's pursuit for the wanting to feel uh, love or or wanting to want to feel love. Um, it's uh, it, it's romantic, and I don't. Know, I'm super biased because I performed "Being Alive," which is the closing number uh, of the song uh, at my wedding to my bride. Uh, oh yeah. It, it, yeah, no, it's awesome. And here's here's another thing we didn't talk earlier about Sweeney Todd. One of the coolest things ever was somebody had the, the brilliant idea to stage these musicals with the actors performing their own instruments. I saw both of those productions. Oh, were, I hate you. Oh. Real, real I saw the taped one of Company. I saw the like because they filmed it and they put it on Netflix. Ooh. And then I saw I saw the Sweeney one live. I didn't like it with Sweeney, but I loved it with Company. Yeah, I, I would say like I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I liked both of them, but the Company one, it works so well yeah, for it. it. Yeah, Sweeney it, Todd it's, is it's the score hard. that needs a big choir and a big yes. orchestra. Yes. It's, it felt very, very tinny. There's a great, my favorite song in Sweeney is a song called God That's Good, which is uh, <sighs> oh, yeah. the opening of the second act, which is every everybody at the meat pie shop, the customers, after they've put... You know, humans and them saying how great it is. Nice. Um, Eating humans. There are yeah, they don't specifically know. putting they don't know. <laughs> humans via mouth. Via mouth. Um, and, so, it, and it's this big production number, and the chorus is big, and the choir is, and, and the, the orchestra is big, but it felt very tinny and lifeless when you do it with that few yeah. people. I also yeah. just really like Mike Servers. <laughs> I was just he's about great. to say that. Yeah. He was he's, great in he's Fun excellent. Home. That's another one. And he has a really good darlings. solo album uh, that came out yes. in like 19... Yes. Or 19, all right, let's talk. But Company is, is all about Bobby uh, trying to uh, Bobby. decide whether... Because all of his Nagy. friends are married couples and they're trying to get him interested. And like, come on, you know, like the, the, there's more to life than just being alone. And it sort of follows his path. And I mean, I don't know how much I should throw out spoilers for this one. I feel like it's more obscure, so it won't upset people quite as much. Um, but I mean, the, there's nothing really to like spoil. Yeah, really. it's not like it's, unless you plotless. start giving away. I was gonna say, well, unless you start giving away like the micro stories that happen within no, the yeah, broader spectrum. Yeah. What what I love about that show is that he doesn't end up with somebody at the end, but uh -huh. he has a, a profound personal change where like being alive is like 
He's asking the universe to send him someone to love. And the whole show, he's just trying to shut it out. Like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Well, I lo- like, marry me a little, I guess. Like, he's sort of half-assing it a little bit. And then, if it, yeah, here, ladies and Yeah, line. he's asking uh, Joe, the universe okay. to send him someone, and <laughs> the universe will, and it will be a man. That's oh, yeah. what it is. And, and, and the guy who performed it with the, the, the playing music version uh, is Raul Esparza, who is the... He is the greatest living male vocalist. I love him and his voice so much. He's so good. He's so good in everything. I like him, but I have a personal vendetta against him. He Why? left me and my friends standing out in the rain when we were stage dooring for company. And then uh, when he came out, he like there was only literally there were two of us that had been standing in the rain for like forty five minutes. Uh, he comes out and we're like, "Can you just?" And he just walked on by, didn't even like acknowledge Look, our I have a stage door story about hey, Gypsy. Hey, 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 let me hey, yeah. I, I, empath- I empathize with, with your position, but he got lunch with my uh, wife at one point, so he's Aww, super cool. He, he can be super cool. Maybe it's just, he had, maybe No, he probably just had a bad day. Like, yeah. no, and I was like, you know, I was a teenager, so I was like, ah! Yeah. I, and I, I literally screamed at him down the street, I sat through Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for you! <laughs> Okay, is this is a three-sentence story. Here we go. Imelda Staunton came to the stage door of Gypsy. Two. A little kid asks to sign his thing, can, can you write I must not tell lies? She answers, no, we're doing this show, not Harry Potter. Bam. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Right. I like tight. it. All right. yeah, and the best part about that staging with Raul Esparza is at the very end, he just he, when he, he starts to play piano. He hasn't played anything up until that, and then in that moment, he's like, I will, I'm going to contribute now. I'm part of the song. And It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Nice. It's wonderful. See that version. That's yeah. it, It's available online. It's. I think it's, you said it was on Netflix? It used to be. I don't know if it okay. still is. Shout out to it's the song Another Hundred People. That's my favorite song. From yeah. Show. My favorite song from that show is The Ladies Who Lunch, which somebody oh, yeah. mentioned in the comments. Oh, yeah. Elaine yeah. Stritch, who sang it in the Rest original in production in 1970, was my favorite of the great old Broadway divas of all time. I have a quick Elaine I Stritch story. This. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Samir. Her character was based on her. George Firth, who wrote the book, went out <laughs> drinking with her, and she said to the bartender, Tender, give me a bottle of vodka and a floor plan. <laughs> Love it. Now let me. Let, you got to do your next pick. Yeah, what's yeah. your next pick? Samir? Okay. And oh, she also has my favorite Je- line ever Samir. about show business, which is, <laughs> "It's like the prostitute once said, Samir. it's not the work, it's the stairs." So my first, my uh, the. I know. All right. I know. What's your next pick? My next pick is Chicago. Great. Chicago is perfect for me. It's a jazz musical about murderers who get away with it. And uh, and it's and the, the murderers are women and there's a cell block tango where all the women on on the, the all the murderesses in the prison are saying he had it coming and why they did it. And what guilty. <laughs> oh yeah, there's I'm one sorry, the Russian woman is my right or the Hanyak. Like... The Hanyak, she's yeah. Hungarian. Hungarian. Um, what a miss. So he's uh, Chicago. He's Chicago. Chicago is I is here because it's the most exhilarated I've been in a Broadway show. It is Broadway heroin. (laughs) What they did is um, so in, in the movie, if anybody's seen it, so they have the story is told like normally in a movie. And then they go away uh, and the songs are sort of, you know, these vaudeville numbers. What the musical did, and it was written by Mm -hmm. Candor and Ebb. Mm -hmm. uh, Previously mentioned. Previously mentioned. With Bob Fosse, who directed the original production, the great Uh. choreographer who did the bowler hats and the sexy dances. So what what the musical did, the original musical, 
the whole thing is a vaudeville. The songs are vaudeville songs. The, the scenes are vaudeville skits. So it starts at 10 with the energy and never lets go of you. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a mean, mean show. See, this is the, the history of the, Chicago yes, is, is 1975, mean. it opens on Broadway. And it's a moderate success because at one point, Gwen Verdon, one of the stars, uh, gets sick and they bring... Liza Minnelli in then at the peak of her stardom to replace her for a few weeks and she's very good for business and so it it, it did okay it wasn't a huge hit but it did fine then they revive it in the 90s and it, it hasn't it, closed it, since hasn't closed since Whoa. longest running revival in Broadway history one of the longest Yikes. running productions in Broadway history and my god um, have the revolving door of stars done <laughs> I think I saw the production when uh, Billy Flynn was being played by none other than Usher. <laughs> Michael C. Hall has played it. Ooh. Billy Ray Cyrus hey, has hot. played it. Hey. I saw it with a guy, so uh, uh, Jaime Camel from uh, Jane the Virgin. Ooh. Uh, Wait, is that is that is that her dad? I think so. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen Jane the Virgin because she's, um, okay. He's amazing. Rosario. Uh, the 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 thing that it, the, the, it was it was considered too mean in the seventies, especially because it was uh, eclipsed by a chorus line, which opened around the same time mm. on Broadway and was a much nicer, warmer show and a vastly inferior show to Chicago. Great show, nothing compared to Chicago. Chicago is Fred Ebb uh, was asked why it was, he said it was either his favorite or one of his favorite of his shows, and he was asked why in an interview, and he said. Because there aren't any ballads in it. <laughs> he was like, he, it was a show that he described as, you know, it was always up, was his word. Uh, it, it, and, and that's what I'm, I'm saying about it. It starts at 10 and it doesn't let go of you, but not in, you know, this sort of peppy, you know, rosy-eyed way. It's a, it's a brutal show. It's a show where everybody who does right gets shafted and everybody who does wrong gets away with it by using celebrity. Mm. By using the celebrity of doing something bad, of murdering something. The tagline for the movie was great. If you can't be famous, be infamous. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I like it. That's a good pick. Joe. Hi. What's your next pick? My next pick is, okay, this might be my personal favorite one on my list. It's uh, another tiny little story called uh, Title of Show. I've never uh, heard of this one. This show... Okay, so this is a very interesting and different show. It and it it is a show that chronicles its own creation. So the story basically is about uh, Hunter and Jeff. They are two writers who are in a bit of uh, a bit of a slump, and they can't figure out what to do next. And they realize that the New York Musical Theater Festival is up in a couple of weeks. They're like. Let's just write a music. Let's whatever comes out of us. Let's just write something in two weeks and submit it to the New York Musical Theater Festival. Let's just do it. We're just gonna do it. So they just they write a musical about what it is to write a musical. They're like, why don't we just write about writing this? And they submit it. It gets accepted. It goes up. Does wonderfully. It gets an off Broadway run in 2005. It does spectacularly. It then had a very fun, successful web series called The Title of Show Show, leading <laughs> up to uh, its Broadway run in 2009. It ran, I want to say, 108 performances. I was at 19 of those performances. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Were you working? No, I was just, I just dropped out of my first. I was really depressed. I was very, very <laughs> depressed, and I got I, I had a refund back from my unused money for school. I long story, but 
That does sound I like had, a depression. Why would you bring this up, Dana? Yeah, Jesus. Come on. Um, <laughs> I, because actually, I knew that's where I was going. I'm in very particular, cruel. <laughs> why this show means a lot to me because it came at a very uh. dark time for me. And it's so anyway, so it's uh, a show that chronicles its own creation. It is so fucking inspiring it is it's funny it's it's quirky it's and i know i know that word has gotten like so saturated and annoying <laughs> but it's like it, it's not like that quirky for quirky's sake like it is that og like that warm it's not feeling. trying it's not it's yeah. genuinely not it's new just, girl is trying yes <laughs> it's because it's also fun because in all the off the musical theater festival off broadway run and the broadway run all the same, well, almost all the same cast with the exception of one replacement from the original, original cast to when a woman named Heidi Blickenstaff came in to play quote unquote Heidi. Anyway, um, and so the guys who wrote it also starred in it and it, it you you could just feel, and they're not the best singers in the world. Like the two of them at the very least are not very great, but there's so much. Yes, Die Vampire Die is one of my favorite songs and I'm about to talk about it. Uh, that is my favorite what? song too. Uh, it is a so, so a vampire in the world of title of show. There's uh, a character named Susan, and she has a, a song called "Die Vampire Die," where it's basically she posits that everybody has these vampires in their life, and they are the things that affect you creatively. They they will they will suck the creative energy out of you. Mm. And there are three examples of them. One is uh, the air freshener vampire, which is the one that encourages you to clean up your words, like by not mm. using bad language. Uh, some, what was it? Something bad language and blowjobs. They don't want you to talk about those three things. Uh, then the, what's the, I can't remember. Oh yeah, one that's like, that will just tell you that someone's done it better than you and before you. And like, remember oh. your Shakespeare Sondheim Sedaris. Like someone's done this already and they will always be better than you. So why even bother? And then the third vampire, which is the vampire of despair is the one that, uh, quote, wakes you up at three in the morning to tell you things like you look like a fool. Who do you think you're kidding? And you just have to dot. You have to fucking kill those vampires because there's, you've, you've got a novel in your old sock drawer. You've got a painting to paint. You got to paint it some more. You got to get out there. You got some, sh you got to shake and bake it, baby. You got to get out there and do it. And it's just, I, I, I get overwhelmed talking about this. Like, it's, it's genuinely my favorite musical of all time. I have a tattoo for it. If you, if. Can we see it? It's a, yeah, it's, well, I show it to you after. Uh, it's <laughs> on my hip. I, I don't know if I would highly recommend this to anybody who doesn't know a lot about musical theater because it is a show very much for theater kids where you just, you know these people, you've been these people. It's beautiful. It's, it's heartwarming. It's another tiny story. Just, God, if you haven't heard of this, which I know a lot of you haven't, check this shit out. Like, if you like musical theater, title of show is just everything that's great about a tiny little four chairs and a keyboard can make a musical. Oh. And that's the entire thing. Huh. So title of show. Nice. Sorry, I went on a long time with that one. No, it's fine. Danger. All right. So I've been not as long as yeah. I did. I've been bashed around. What is your all, last I resent, pick? I resent the hell out of, of out of you people for picking Hedwig and then not actually it's having here. it be your last. I know it's it's here. It's going to be discussed because Hedwig is 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 a masterpiece, and the fact that someone waited for last. Bah, boo. Okay. I'll let I'll, well, I'll edit that out of the actual podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know what just happened wow, here. I uh, really saved it because I, it's the I best way to one. yell at Joe mm. for his best 
pick? For, yeah, no, for, just, you start with your best pick. That's the no, thing, man. Jesus Christ! We have will you just go? Strategies. Will you just go? How about, hey guys, next go, time, go. Here, here's 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 a talk word of about advice. your little Wait, show. Shush, stop it! I just want to give a little word of advice for if you ever go on a show with uh, another guest who's done the show, like four or five times, be sure to tell that person how to do the show. Like, be sure to let to let me know how to do the thing I've mm -hmm. done a whole bunch of times and been very successful at. Mm. Cast-splaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you're doing right now. I just love Hedwig. And I wanted to yeah. talk what about is it your, so far. What is your, what is oh, your hey, goddamn pick? Uh, I'm switching last minute from West Side Story to Assassins. Good. Because Good. Assassins, I, it is, uh, it's spooky. It's haunting. It's creepy. What's it about? It's about every person You'll who like is... you like this. Yeah, you're going to... Oh, <laughs> you're going to lose your mind for this one. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is such a good show. Assassins you're going to love it. Is, uh, it's about every person who's ever attempted or succeeded in murdering a U.S. president. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really short, too. I mean, it's only nine... I'm sorry. The, the musical element of it is really short. It's only nine songs. It's yeah, a one yeah, act. Um, it was written as a one act. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and a lot, of the, a lot of the show is book stuff. So, like, I knew the musical from way back... Uh, and then actually went to go see it this year at like what was supposed to be a staged reading of people sitting in, in chairs and just reading it and singing it. And it actually ended up being a full on production. It was really impressive. Um, but yeah, it's it's about uh, for everyone that seeks glory by virtuous means. There are people who you create a world in which glory is the only thing worth seeking. And there are people who will seek attention uh, in most inglorious ways. Uh, in the sense that there are, there are these big celebrities and everybody like wants to be part of that, but as, if if you're for every you know Barack, you've got uh, I don't know like a Dylan Roof. Like there are horrible people uh, and wonderful people in equal balance. And this is a show about every horrible horrible person who just tries to become. I mean, some of them try to become more famous, like uh, the guy who uh, killed Garfield, Charlie Gateau. Like he's just a legit like um, a narcissist, and he just wants he's to get nuts. into the world. Yeah, he's crazy. This he is kills Garfield because Garfield won't make him ambassador to France. And he's a man who's never met Garfield, doesn't know him, and, <laughs> yeah, and he thinks he's entitled to the ambassadorship because uh, the Republican Party passed over him uh, on nominating him for the president. <laughs> uh, like there are levels to this guy Charlie Gateau, and like he's he's a nut. Johnny Cash wrote a song about him. Hey, there you go. He's a good man. And, uh, I mean, Johnny Cash is Charlie Cato killed the president. Uh, um, and uh, I'm going to have to look into that president a yeah, little bit. Nah, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe he was asking for it. What was he yeah. wearing? Yeah. <laughs> was he drunk? Yeah. Probably. Was the it was top? the 19th century. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. It's a really good show, you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, really, really upsetting in the sense that, like, you sort of see little pieces of Americana and American culture and all the ugly stuff that we try to ignore. And like, it's these nine people saying like, we're who you're ignoring. Mm -hmm. We're the other national anthem. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. really good. There's a great, oh, nice. timely, a great song in there called Unworthy of Your Love, Ooh. which is a squeaky from singing about her devotion to Charles Manson. Oh, so as, very nice. Uh, so as as Hankley sings about uh, Jodie Foster. I'm telling you, Adam, like that's so, you're, I, I, oh, yeah, your, I, that's your gateway yes, show. It is. That is your gateway show. I'm, I'm into really, it. Really, really yeah. good. The Gateau song is him, him having a nervous breakdown at the gallows. 
Nice. No, I, I mean, is he having a nervous? I think he's celebrating. He's excited. He's getting what he he's, wants. He's, 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 getting he's the celebrating at the beginning, and then he see he has that moment where it's like it hits him, and then he he sings the "I'm going to the Lordy chorus again for the last time," and he's like, at least the way I saw it, I saw it done by Andy Nyman. Uh, who played it, who was, you might know from the English version, the British version of Death at a Funeral, at the Menier Chocolate Factory, Catherine oh, Tate yeah. was also in it, yeah. uh, Sarah Jane Moore, um, b- b- amazing production, amazing show. But a uh, quick thing. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you go. That's all. Well, no, what's your next pick? Oh, that's all. Oh, my next pick. Oh, oh, God. Last oh, 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 last yeah, pick. my last one, Follies. Follies is old showgirls getting drunk. My life. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. The 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 plot uh, is showgirls who uh, you know there were showgirls on Broadway in the twenties and thirties. They get together for a reunion in nineteen seventy one in the theater where they used to work because it's about to be torn down. And it's a uh, it's a uh, I didn't mind. Um, <laughs> I don't. It's make me. I, I I don't. I don't ever remember you ever having the soundboard for this cast. <laughs> I have it for everything. I just don't use it on this cast that much. So these these showgirls get together for the reunion at the old theater, and they get drunk, and then they sing the the whole the whole the whole musical takes place at this one cocktail party. They these old women they get up and they sing their old songs from the twenties and thirties, but they're accompanied by the ghosts of their former selves. And the four main characters are two of these women and their husbands. One of the wives had an affair 30 years ago with the other husband, you see, and is still, and love is the wrong word, obsessed. Her song about him is called, her big ballad about him is called Losing My Mind. And uh, so you see these four marriages break down. But it's also, you know, about, about show business and getting older and how life changes. So the three songs that make me cry are, there's a song, Who's That Woman?, where all of the old showgirls get together and sing their big production number, and they're joined by all of the ghosts of their former selves in the background. And they have this Ooh. final kick line where all of them get together, and I, I, I burst into tears in the theater. It's all of... Because, it, you know, it's, it's these old women, and, you know, they're... They don't really, they're out of shape. They can't really do it anymore. They're trying. Their voices aren't what they used to be. And right behind them is, is what their life was. And it's all, it's, it's all you know, where, where did everything go? Another song is One More Kiss, which is the oldest woman there who did not participate, I don't believe in who's that woman. And she was an opera singer. And she sings this song, One More Kiss. She's joined by the ghost of her former self as well. And the song is, you know, a love song, One More Kiss and Farewell. But coming out of this person's mouth, it's about life. And it's about, I'm going to die soon. And it's about making your peace with death. One more kiss and then goodbye. <laughs> and it, it, that kills me. And then there's another song, I'm Still Here, uh, which is uh, the great survival song. In the, uh, this is another one that, you know, every... Every one of these, the great old bitches of the musical theater has done this song in concert. Mm-hmm. And most Didn't of them... Didn't do it on, on her concert album? Yeah, and yeah. she was one of the smart ones. She doesn't change the words. A lot of idiots change the words. Huh? Sondheim occasionally 
will rewrite the words for somebody. He rewrote it for Barbra Streisand, and he rewrote it for Shirley MacLaine to sing in character in Postcards from the Edge, the movie written by Carrie Fisher, semi-autobiographical. So good. Bringing oh, the straight men in. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, and the book is the best book ever written about L.A. I know we're supposed to say Day of the Locust. I don't care. Day of the Locust sucks. It takes L.A. too seriously. This is a stupid city. Everybody here is an idiot. Postcards from the Edge is good. And, Adam lives here. Ow! He's very um, smart. <laughs> almost everybody. Yeah, I'm pretty great. Yeah. Um, you, you are but, good. But I'm still here is is just about it's it's that classic song about seeing it all and I'm still around and my bringing it back to Elaine Stritch my favorite perfor- the, what still makes me cry I can't even watch it in front of you on YouTube there was an 80th birthday concert at Avery Fisher Hall for Stephen Sondheim yes. who wrote the music. The, the book, by the way, was written by Jim Goldman, who wrote my favorite Christmas movie ever, The Lion in Winter, the bitchiest Christmas movie ever. That's C- fair. Catherine Hepburn and Peter O'Toole play Richard the Lionheart's parents. Richard is played by Anthony Hopkins. You can imagine. And so they, so Elaine Stritch, at the end of this 80th birthday concert, they have, you know, this, this lineup of the great surviving divas of Broadway. And these are some of the greats. And they're all in red. They sit, you know, all next to each other. Each one gets up and does a song. Elaine goes last to sing I'm Still Here. She's 85 at this point. She died at 89. Um, or this was the year she turned 85. Um, I don't know if her birthday had happened. She was old. But she was old. <laughs> she, um, she gets up, and you can see the other women are, like, concerned for her because she's really visibly very frail. Mm. Uh, and they had all, you know, rocked the house. And Elaine goes up, and they're looking at her like, oh, oh, oh my God, and it should be a right. And well, they're looking. You get the sense that they're, they feel they're going to courtesy clap at the end. Um, and Elaine goes up there and wipes the floor with all those bitches and gets a standing ovation. And it's fuck off. That's how it's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a killer. I like it. That's a that's, good pick. That's my folly story. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good pick. Uh, Joe, what's your last pick? Your oh last my god, pick, I wonder what it could be. What I is it gonna be? Wonder. Um, this is, you know, I, it's it's Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Oh, it's oh. a masterpiece! You were all excited. You want you wanted. I give the people mm. what they want because I know by now, and I'm just so happy now that this show is just being so embraced and loved by so many people. It's now a punk rock musical. I have been. I've seen the movie, but I've never seen. Oh, the Okay, good. The movie's good. great. The movie yeah, I like the movie. I like the movie a lot. Yeah, I thought um, it was really good. I was gonna say if you have not seen it, you could. It's it's a short movie. It was it like eighty eight minutes long. Get out there, watch it. Like watch yeah, it's it really tonight. Short. It's literally if you're already home, fucking rent it, watch <laughs> it. It's so good. It is a rocking good fucking time, and I, I'm glad I don't have to convince you to get into it. Like, no, I'm I've seen it. Yeah, good. it's good. So if you don't know what it is, this is like the to me this is the quintessential like punk rock musical. I think it's the only one that could absolutely wear that title for sure. It's the only existing punk musical. I'm uh, writing one. Are you? Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. We'll, we'll talk cuz we that's fucking talk. awesome. Yeah, yeah please. Uh, Somebody said someone's gonna be late for that work thing. Wait, I am. Someone I'll, said I'll a little bit. rent. When we do the cuts, I'll no. let you just do it. Rent is not. No, do it. Rent is like as someone who is for sure not a punk person. I can tell you for sure, rent is not only not good. It is not punk. 
at all. It is nowhere near it. It is rock opera, which is, which is with barely a through line. Oh, I have so many problems with that show. If if, jo- I if like Jonathan Larson, in America. if Jonathan Larson did not die before first preview, that show would have been so fucking different and might have actually been good. Well, it's still a classic. It's still I, it's still huge. It's yeah, but. A lot of good uh, cats is huge. Uh, I was gonna say for a lot of well the wrong done. reasons. Yeah, for a lot of that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if he did not die and he got to edit it through previews, I think it would have been a much better show because it's too big. It's a three hour show. It's yeah. Joe and I could do a whole list cast about our top five reasons to hate Rent. American Idiot the musical is closer. I would definitely it, but again, like that. But that's a jukebox musical. It's that's jukebox. Not, it's not it's original. Green Day. It's it's mm, it's really. I've when seen I it. Say, it's wait, fun. wait, 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 wait. What I'm what I want to get into because y- y'all are only taking into consideration the sound of the music. You're mm-hmm. not taking into consideration what Hedvig was, is, and will be because that show started in. Bars. That show got workshopped in bars because oh, it's supposed so awesome. to, the whole show is supposed to be Hedvig putting on the final performance of her world tour for you in this theater. That's what it's supposed to be. So they wanted to get this rock show vibe for it. So they literally workshopped that shit in dive bars. Like it was in trashy ass fucking theaters. Like it, it, it is punk in not only in sound but in spirit and essence and the story is so fucking punk rock because if you have you know if you're not sure if you're unfamiliar with the story Hedvig in the angry inch is is about a uh, a woman uh named Hedvig who uh, was once Hansel living in the uh Easter in the Eastern oc- Ber- yeah. occupied East not occupied Sorry, not yeah, occupied. yeah 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 um, East Germany cold, yeah Communist East Germany. Germany East Germany and desperate for escape takes a desperate act to do a sex change operation to marry a uh, U.S. soldier to move over here. And the only proper way is because there's a whole medical examination. She has to look biologically like a woman, so she does it. But the operation gets botched, and she comes to the States, and her husband leaves her, and she falls in love with with a boy that she's babysitting, like uh, who's like the son of a preacher, who she gets into music, who's now the most famous musician in the world, Tommy Gnosis, and who did not take her along when he got famous, who left her wayward at the side and took everything from her. Took She gave him his name, she gave him his aesthetic, and he took everything from her. And that the whole idea is that you're seeing this show while she's like mirror, like moonlighting Fucking uh, not moonlighting. What's what? What's the word? Like I'm she's doing for? the bar outside Outs- Angel Stadium. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's doing. Yeah. While, while Tommy Gnosis is in the, the stadium. stadium, she's in the dive bar next to the yeah. stadium. So the story is punk. Everything about it is. I, it's. I think it's. To me, it is the best musical of all time. It's like, so great. At the, like it is because it, it's short, it's sweet, it's to the point. And I will say, I was very nervous about that revival because I wasn't sure how it was going to be. Oh, with Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I ended up seeing it. I, I saw it four times. I went to New York multiple times oh, to go and see it. I saw it with every head big that was available to my disposal, oh. except for Darren Chris. Oh. Don't really care. 
Uh, Neil's amazing. Michael yeah, C. Hall yep. was my favorite Hedvig throwing that out there because he sounds like Bowie. His singing voice is. Ooh. Uh, mm. Actually, if you want to, you can go out there. Not only this is like addendum to uh, Hedvig, the the house band from the revival uh, is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The house band is called Tits of Clay and they have an EP out there on Apple Music and Spotify and stuff. And that Michael C. Hall is doing vocals for them. And it's just like five original songs, like not related to Hedvig, but it's just the house band. They're so fucking good. Get into it. Hedvig, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I, saw, I, I too saw Neil Patrick Harris in that role. Shut the fuck it's up. Fantastic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was talking to Danger. I, I no, wouldn't no, tell you me. to shut no, the you're, fuck you're, up. You're a good person. <sighs> Danger. Yeah. <sighs> me. All right. We have to do our cuts. Steven, uh, we could talk about it another time. Uh, fucking get at me on like on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook and we'll talk about how terrible Tay Diggs was. Me and you. We'll get into it. We have to do our cuts. I'm gonna let Samir do his two cuts yes, do right your, away. Okay. Do yours. Can so I he can see the list? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to cut. And I, lo- I I really like both these shows. This is killing me. Uh, last five years in Hamilton. Okay. What? Yeah. Wow. Hamilton? That. Uh, that is <laughs> I that love you so much, Samir. I love you. God, I love you. Okay. Uh, uh, Somebody uh, had uh, to do it. What uh, an exit. Um, do you want to cut? Then we'll, we'll, just, we'll go back and forth for our two. You go first. Yes, you go first. Darlings, uh, thank uh, you for having me. It was lovely being here. <laughs> thank, thank you, you for Samir. listening. Samir Suri. Yay. Thank you, Samir. Yay. You made the worst Yay. possible cut. <laughs> No, uh, you. I honestly, I'm kind of pissed that he made that cut because now that's like the obvious save. Yeah. You're, no, you're fine because that's the obvious save. Now, if like anything, but it's that- Adam, and Adam is is unpredictable, and he like, look, I'm the guy that that often gets cut off when we're Don't asked worry. about how this your is, how your day was. This is the spirit of the show. This is hun, <sighs> all right, hun, hun. Uh, all right, you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This Just is a little the spirit of the show. Up. You were, we can get a revenge. Mm-hmm. We can get a revenge. Want a revenge? Let's revenge. Well, Let's should revenge. we wait? For, should we wait for Adam to revenge, or I, should we keep it going? I can't see the chat, so yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, listeners at home, all right. First cut. Okay. Uh, my first cut. We're gonna cut follies. Bye, follies. Because <laughs> because Samir chose it, and I haven't seen it. And ah, wow, wow, vicious. Yeah, well, um, shade and my first. Oh my god! See, I feel like this is going to be an attack on Samir right now because that's fine. No, because and I feel bad <laughs> because it's not that this is not an attack on Samir. I just genuinely do not like this show. My first cut is My Fair Lady. Cool. Uh, I genuinely just do. Not, I I find that show incredibly boring. Uh yeah, I I haven't like I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen any of Samir's picks. Uh, I'm interested in Gypsy. So Gypsy's we'll good. That. Gypsy's yeah, really I'll, good. I, wanna, <laughs> I, I do want to see Gypsy. Danger is so salty right now. No, I mean, uh, and I'm super interested in Title Show and, and Spelling Bee, so we'll we'll leave that there. Um, but I think I got to cut Chicago. Done. Oh, yes. Bye. Because Chicago... Shout like, out to the movie. It's really good. It just had its 15th anniversary. It's a great movie. Yeah, it just never interests... Like, I know it's like this set piece. It's the it's the iconic it's kind fine. of thing. But it never really it never really interested me. Like, this is a strong list we have up here right now. I love it so much. It's a really good one. But what's um, the last What's the you, last cut? The last cut? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> See, now, to me, there's a clear standout. And I feel really bad about it. I genuinely feel bad about it. It's assassins. I'm sorry. You gotta I'm cut sorry. Assass- I'm, right, sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's, sorry. It's fine in the sense that 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 I music, ca- like everything. I, I love- couldn't live with myself cutting the other. Like genuinely, I look at the rest of that list and I'm like, I. I'm interested. Company made it past assassins. I. Me too, but it's a. 
it fucking belongs. It fucking belongs there. I, 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 I yeah. Com- companies made because there's only there's two Sondheims that I love, and they're both right there. Like they're both right there. So I couldn't rightfully cut any of those. So right now, if you get the chance, see Assassins, but see yeah, it. don't like the, an actual production. Check out all is of the way these to go. shows. Maybe not My Fair Lady, but check out. All of these shows, like they're so good, like all maybe of them. not maybe not Follies. Um, no, I like Follies too. Yeah. I do really you know. like Follies. I li- I've not seen it. I've listened to the revival cast recording. I very much enjoyed it. Um, just yeah, don't yeah. But I yeah. feel I feel bad because I I do love that show so much. As, yeah, I, yeah, I, and it's and like, Michael Server like. Uh, Assassins is so upsetting. It is. It's like every like all these other ones are like like pick, pick me up and they've got a good moral to it. And then assassins are like, oh no 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 no. Sometimes horrible things happen and there's nothing you can do. Mm. You know, like the greatest heroes we've had in America, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Like there's there's a booth yeah. for for a Lincoln. All right, Adam. Uh, you convince me. I'm saving assassins. No. no! Hey. <laughs> I was just going to be like, Hamilton. Oh, I was literally just going to say, Hamilton. I was <laughs> save Hamilton. Adam, Bastard. I was quite literally going to be like, all right, Adam, go ahead and save Hamilton. Like, because uh, Hamilton is <laughs> nope. the best. Oh, Hamilton guess, is the best. I guess Guys, you'll have to argue you to know, for it next time we do a sequel. I was going to say, I want I want all the listeners of Unpops to know out there that uh, we all hear guests and hosts of all the shows endorse diversity. And mm-hmm. we uh, we we love the show. We we do. We, uh-huh. we love Hamilton. We love the American lot. story. We do. We look. How could a ba- how does a bastard orphan? No, no, stop. We got to stop. He's going to do the whole thing. Yeah, He's don't do, do that. Thing. You don't have yeah. to do that because I'm going to. No. Don't. You're going to make him hate it more. Are people going to be really... Oh, my God. I really would like... I want to see I want to see how the chat exploded when you said that. Alex, you got a fan for yourself. Best. Thanks, ATB. Wait, wait. I want to see some of the other reactions. I want to see some of the other reactions. All right. All right. Seriously. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm kidding. That's fine. If I was ever going to change my mind, you just, like, not after that. Why did you do that? Yeah, why'd you why'd you why'd you lash out like that? See, this is the you. problem with Hamilton fans. All of y'all, myself included, because I was like this a while ago, we were fucking annoying about it. Like yeah. annoying about it. Because it is the biggest thing to happen in musical theater since rent. And guess what? Everyone who loved rent in the nineties, myself included, we were fucking annoying about it. It's yeah. a really rare thing that the, the that the biggest example of something at a t- at the moment is also the best example. I'll like, tell you. Are, are you it's, sure it's the best musical of all time? Yes, absolutely. All right, I stand on her. Yeah, I'd say it's one of them, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, think one it's, of them maybe, but I, I think it's in my top five. Yeah. Yeah, no, ha- no, ha- Hamilton. Ha- Hamilton is the song. It's it, it's the musical, right? Tara, like in the sense it's that it's really... like it. Uh, I, I was describing it earlier. It's the West Side Story of our generation. It's going to hold up. Our kids are going to no, listen to it. Okay, so why isn't West Side to. Story on this list? Because West Side Story got I boring. Hate West Side Story. Okay, and how do you know Hamilton won't? Because and, it's so I'm already, vibrant and alive. I'm already fucking tired of Hamilton, and I've never even seen it. See, here's the thing, Adam. You see me perform it. Thank you, Ella the Huntress. For liking the cover, the cover that so no, like no. I'm gonna, See, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, no, 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 no. I'm gonna put See, up the put poll. up the poll while I while I get on my soapbox about Do like it. about Hamilton <laughs> and no, because I love the show and I but I also because it's 
it's that it's that same thing of like it's annoying when and these are I by the way everything I'm about to say I am also one of these nerds too so nobody get mad at me when like a Star Wars nerd or a Harry Potter nerd or anything is like have you seen these movies have you read these books and someone says no and you go oh great let me tell you everything about it because you don't <laughs> care like it is it is annoying we are annoying about it and if we we truly want to get people to get into the shit that we love tell them what it's about and then let them find, like get to it on their own because there's I so mean, many I only shows. talked about Hamilton on this show for two minutes and then we moved on but well I'm saying in general like <laughs> Adam's so clearly bitter. sick of it because it's in the you're z- so because bitter it's, danger because it's such it's such a thing that's ever like it's it's was I didn't want to listen to it the first time I put it on I was like yeah, it, it took me like eight songs for me to be like, eh, okay, that's interesting. Because, yeah, at first I was like, everybody's into it, and I, I just don't see it. And eventually you listen to the whole no, thing, it's, it's, and you're like, oh, this is a complete story. It's I will I, I will say, like, Adam, I don't think I, – I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and say it's the best of all time, but what I will give, what I will say – it is the best musical of this generation. Agreed. Like that is, for, yeah, that's one hundred percent. Because not because it's, and I hate to make this defense for it because, like we said, yes, Cats was also. But this huge. generation's kind of lame. Was also huge. You're this generation. <laughs> I know we're kind of lame. But this ah, is I also. Disagree. But here's the here's <laughs> the cool. But this is also what's interesting. We're seeing it. We're seeing through shows like In the Heights. And Hamilton, we're seeing the face of theater change. We're yeah. seeing the heart of theater change, which is so cool. And I feel like that happened within the Heights. No, well, I mean, it's <laughs> it did. It started for us in the theater community. Everybody who saw because it. Re- I was Hamilton, just. I was. He's just fucking with you. I, I know, just, but yeah. I, but Hamilton <laughs> is, I think, the first musical in a long time that's one of those shows that like will be. It's to, iconic. I, I was gonna say it'll be because there's no real way to update like in that sense of uh, like show like everybody had cast recordings of things like on vinyl like in the 70s you know like people had hair the cast recording like on vinyl in their homes like next to mm. their other fucking records and I think like that's where Hamilton is headed it's gonna be like that staple CD like in in homes of being like this was like a thing a piece of culture of important pop culture whether or not you know it's and honestly if he won the, it's like that I told you he was gonna I told you he was gonna do that why I didn't I well honestly because you sold him on something you sold him on something no, 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 hipster no, no. no I didn't no so everyone really everyone everywhere was trying to sell me on assassins, on assassins? I would love to, Jacob. I would love to come back. And do you look so movie. genuinely hurt right now, Danger. I'll tell you right now, Jacob. I mean, right now, if I come back show. to do movie musicals, you're just going to hear me talk about the wedding you look singer like- all the whole time. It's all five of my picks for movie musicals. The it's wedding singer. The wedding singer. The musical five times over. Wait. Danger I mean, looks like I moved to Glendale and voted against him in a local that election. Would, that right would be now. very upsetting for me. I'll say that much. Well, be, more or less God, than me not saving show. Hamilton. It's mm-hmm. a great show too. <laughs> um, Saw Dirty Rotten when it when it ran. That was I don't know. Are show. you helping me campaign in this in this scenario? Via podcast as you. Okay, but you still ended up voting for. You know, the they'll talk to each other, and I'll talk to the people. Well, the, Sorry, the poll is up. People can go. People Adam can go get their votes. Obvious it, choice off. Get their votes in. Uh, we're gonna leave it up for what? Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's leave it up two for minutes. two minutes. Two minutes. Okay, I have um, my own voting I need to do here. 
No, I would like, like genuinely, I would like to come back at some point to do uh, movies, uh, musicals based on movies. Well, or we could just do a sequel to this. I assume there's more than. But honestly, yeah. I would, I was, I was going to say what's crazy is make that the- there's, t- there's for sure 15 um, decent uh, musicals based on movies that we could argue for and have some fun with. There are musical not, episodes of certain not TV the shows. The greatest, they're not the greatest shows of all of like ever written, but they're good for what they are. Like they're fun, they're good, they're not terrible. I mean, in, like inherently good stories being told like through whatever medium are going to be good, no matter yeah. what it is. Like on that's what I'm saying. Like, I would I, do movies based on musicals. Movies, I would, ba- I would be on that podcast. Oh, so okay, so like. M- Musicals that were so like things that Into the Woods, Chicago, yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. cool. I was thinking the other way around. Oh yeah, movies that well, then I mean, became we do, Broadway hits. We could do both. Yeah, I need to do I these. I have to do these every fucking week. Yeah, it's fifty-two. And next I would like year. to come back and do more. I of miss course. coming and doing. I feel like I did so many in a short amount of time, and then I just. It's because you what? don't like me. It's because your fans hate me. What was your, what's your comment here at the bottom of the poll, Danger? Uh, the name of this list is now the best musicals that are not Hamilton. That's funny. I, I, that's, I gotta say, that's kind of funny. Oh, Danger. <laughs> Look, I just love a thing. And then you're like, hey. I yeah, Hedwig. 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 I mean, you, you, you opt for the, for the V, for the hard. Uh, oh, yeah, that's how she yeah, says the hard, it, girl. The hard jump, yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't have voted for Hamilton. Shout out personally. Shout out to the Hedwig tattoo. Ooh, let's see. Oh yeah, there it is. In fact, I won't. I'll go ahead and throw Hedwig a a, a vote. Yeah, yeah. Hedwig is Hedwig is wonderful. I gotta go and Avenue Q. Yeah, like Avenue Q is dope. Yeah, I gotta go vote. Wait, can I just see how no people pick title of show? Can I just see that? Because I would love to. Title of show two. All the way at the bottom. People. You'll other change your people once you get says, into it. You'll change your mind once you guys get into it. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, look, so I'm interested good. in title of the show. I'm interested in spelling bee. Uh, All right. I'm interested in gypsy. So we're gonna refresh the poll and see who won. Hedwig, Hedwig, get in there right now, right now, right now, please. Yeah, like I like I look at Hedwig in the same way I that I look win. at Hamilton in the sense that like they're both alternative music genre musicals. <laughs> but and, only one's on this list. So yeah. number this just so, gives, gives me uh, this is very number five is Company. Yep, so good. Number four, Hedwig and the Angry Inch masterpiece. I got in there. Number in there three, Avenue Q. Another masterpiece. I'm into that. Number yep. two, Sweeney Todd really masterpiece. Number one, Book of Mormon. There you go. Not surprised by that. So yeah, it's so good. I'm so mad. And mostly because it's the mo- the other most recent things before Hamilton. More people everyone, have probably seen Book of Mormon. That everyone knows. Well, yeah. also, I mean, yeah, because tickets have gotten easier to get. That's no very... Spider Man musical. All right, oh, whatever. Yeah. I saw that. Did you? I wanted you okay? to go see it. I was in. Right? Me- you made it. <laughs> I got out. I got how, out on the other honestly. End. How was it? I have not heard any of the okay, music. Okay, here, here's here's the real tea though. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay. It's like truly not. It, it, I think it gets unfairly panned, but also like. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> okay. It's it's bad. But uh, some of the music's like there's like two songs that are really really fun in there, and I think the staging was. I think like the production design was really cool. I think Julie Tamer had a lot of cool ideas. Uh, oh, Julie not. Tamer. Yeah, she's uh, a genius. Yeah, uh, like she's pretty cool, man. I like, uh, <laughs> I like across the universe a whole lot. Oh, I forgot about that one. Never mind. Um, 
I'm done. No, I'm like sitting here going like, fuck this. Like I really thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna come in with like nerdy sleeper hits because I thought, I thought I might find other theater kids out there. I mean, you just spent you just spent a conversation with two others. Yeah, but you, you I mean, you you picked the Becky Wonder Bread of musicals. Like, mm, my wife's name is Becky. <clears throat> oh, she's I'm a big musical that's theater so fan. So funny! Yeah. I did not know that. Becky I just thought, Wonder Bread. I immediately. <laughs> yes, her maiden name is Wonder Bread. Yeah, I immediately was just like, "What's the whitest woman name Actually, I can think of right it's now?" Becky. It's Becky. It's Becky. Danger's yeah. maiden name is Wonder Bread. He took her last name <laughs> mm-hmm. when they got married. Yep. Danger Wonder Bread. All right, this was fun. We should wrap it up. What do we wrap have to wrap it up plug? on? An insult of me calling of, of me <laughs> calling you by your wife's name and saying you're basic Becky Wonderbread. I'm a piece of shit. My reputation holds you, up. I mean, we can we can go out. Ah, he knows what I'm going for. Ah, go gotta miss you, song. Adam. <laughs> All right, Maybe what, finishing no, the hat. Don't. Hey, do but do everyone come to our live uh, our our next live podcast at the Hollywood Hotel, December thirtieth. Oh, okay, I'm not gonna be nine p.m. It's Sorry. gonna be a performing oh, under the influence <gasps> podcast. Oh no, we're gonna do podcasting under the influence. Yeah, we're gonna do stand up sober and then go get fucked up and come back and do podcast and That's... we're gonna record it all and release it and hopefully it'll sound better than the last one we tried to record live. I'm not going to let you singing through my plugs deter me yeah, we whatsoever. Gotta, we got to do plugs, dude. Yeah. If you sing through my plugs, I legitimately I will beat never. you to death with I would that never. Microphone. We just met. Yeah, and, and it's and a very heavy I'm mic I'm not stand. a Conor McSpatton. I'm, I'm going to be nice. In the uh, oh and also, God. come to the Darkest Hour, the second Friday of every month, Westside Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. It's a fun show. Yeah. See, me tell, see me tell the jokes. Yes. You do tell jokes well. I do. Thank you. I know. Yeah, I'm pretty great. Mm-hmm. Joe, what do you got to plug? Let's see. I'll plug the usual. I run a wonderful show up in North Hollywood at the Good Night every Thursday called Canteen Points. It's a great, great little thing. We are we are coming up on our hundredth show uh, in January. We're about to take a little break for the holiday soon. We still have one more, and then we're taking a break. Then we're back. It'll be show one hundred. Can't announce the people we have on there uh, yet. Yet. Wow. Yet. We're working things out. It's going to be really big. It's going to be really, really huge. Come out, hang out at 1072 One Burbank Boulevard. Uh, Canteen Points every Thursday. Doors open at 7 o'clock. Uh, on social media, I'm at Joe Charles K on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm getting more and more active on Twitter, putting out bad puns. So if you like those, Ooh, follow me. There's a um, follow. You, uh, and oh, also Search. just do. It's kind of plugging another podcast, but not so much. I just did. Uh, we just did a crossover with the Mean Boys. To, they did their last Mean Boys live oh. with Canteen Points. Oh. So oh. Uh, I was just on that with uh, my co-host Ian Ager, and that was a whole lot of fucking fun. So Wait, who? Nice. Ian Ager oh, is my okay. co-host on Canteen Points. You it's got like you got to have him come in and do a list cast sometime. Because yeah, we is, will. I gotta say, I really like how you describe yourself as Flem Fatale. Oh, That's, I'm a dairy legend slash Flem Fatale. That is wonderful. <laughs> That is one. Uh, danger. What do you have to plug? Listen to countless thousands, countless thousands.bandcamp.com. Uh, I'm going to start putting out some more of these uh, musical numbers with me and my guitar uh, on the old Facebook because uh, I am into it. I want to do Finishing the Hat right now in its entirety. It's so good. Don't. It's so good. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Because we got to get out of here. I'm a very good singer. I do. I, I have to yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Okay. We are, it's... Listen to countless thousands, join your local tenants union, uh, and pay attention, fight the power. Listen to the title of the show. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye, all. Bye.